Gamerheads Podcast is part of the Little Fellow Media Podcast Network, sponsored by podcast host Budsprout, the easiest podcasting software for hosting, promoting, and tracking your podcast. Hey everybody, it's Roger here. A couple weeks ago, we had Red, the well-read mage, on our show, and we had a discussion uh, that kind of went down a rabbit hole, but it was talking about narratives and video games. And while we didn't include it into our full episode because we thought it kind of would have, well, it would have made the episode really long. We did think, though, that this was good enough material to have as a separate bonus uh, episode. So that's what we're doing here. I'm going to be sharing with you the conversation that we had with Red and the discussion that we had about narratives and video games. So enjoy. I I thought the other day, I think it was like a waking thought too, of like a clickbait style headline that I don't do clickbait, so I'm not going to use it, but it was just something like video games do not tell good stories. They tell different ones. Um, the point being that the way in which video games tell their stories and the nature of video games themselves sometimes prevent them from telling good stories as we would think of good stories to be. But when a game has a good story, um, it's typically when it takes advantage of um, its own nature as a game. So mm -hmm. it's like, you know, you play some games that have really great stories that are interrupted by all this parenthetical stuff like you know quests and mini map icon hunting and world building reading articles like wikipedia sized articles on like history and stuff like that and you're like this is not how you tell like a, a story with tension or pace or things like that that'd be like if you were reading well a perfect example moby dick like halfway through the book is just like hey now we're going to give you chapters about how whale oil uh, is used in all these products. And you're like, yeah, but I don't care because I'm following yeah. characters. <laughs> oh, yeah. Old, yeah, not to go down a buddy trail. Old authors oh, love yeah. to do that yeah, stuff. That's why you read... <laughs> Hunchback of Notre yeah, Dame. <laughs> that's why you read abridged versions of the classic. Oh, abridged yeah. versions are, are yeah. such So then the gift. question is, in, in 20 years or so, are we going to have abridged versions of these games that mm -hmm. stumble over their own feet and trying to tell their story because they say aim for too much ambition, too much world building or too much um, NPC interaction uh, or just meaningless things. Like, you know, I'm about to reach what I sense is a climax for this act in the game. And now I have to go get crafting materials. Like that's the, it's two different kinds of fun, right? Cause going and getting the crafting materials is fun in its own way, but it doesn't actually uh, move the story along. Even if they put a cut scene after you get all the crafting materials, you still had to actually stop the story development uh, to go and do all these, this, you know, digging around in dirt for mushrooms. So. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, no, I mean, it's interesting. It's, it's that storytelling has been around, you know, as long as humans have been around and then trying to combine them with this new medium of video mm -hmm. games 
is is still very yeah. new. We're still very much learning how yeah. to do it. Yeah, and I think that's exciting. It's it's not something that I mentioned to sort of beg on video games. Sometimes people ask me to like, do you like anything? I was like, of course I do. <laughs> of course I do. Oh my god, Red. People ask me that right. All well, the time. it's because you think critically about a subject, and people are not prepared to think critically, especially about entertainment. No, just shut up and let yeah. people right. enjoy. Yeah, things. right. Shush that that meme. Shush and let people. Enjoy. God, I hate. It's that like meme. shush and let like people actually critique products so you get better products. But there's a there's two different kinds of enjoyment, and I don't begrudge people for choosing one or the other. Sometimes you want you go and watch a movie, or you read a book, or you play a game, and you just want to be in that world immersed and not have to think about it, and not have to think about what works and what doesn't, and that's fine. But then it's also fine to do those activities and play those things uh, and think about them in interesting ways and think about what works and what doesn't think about the craft of it all. So um, I think that video games are a fascinating medium, especially in the potential that they have. Um, There are games that really embrace the uh, interactivity as part of the development of the story. And there are other games that, uh, just get in their own way as as games. They try to t- be too much like movies. That's an interesting thing, right? Like I, I was talking with um, a game professor from Brazil uh, who um, was saying one of the most insulting things you could say about games is that they're cinematic. Because if you think about it, I was like, well, I mean, that's an interesting statement. At first I was like, what are you saying? But she meant that uh, you're essentially saying this that all of games led up to them just being like movies as much like movies as possible. So that, you know, the more like a film games are, the better uh, is the assumption. And so like, what are you valuing film above games? Like, but they're separate art forms. Right. So I get the point that's being made there. Uh, Certainly cinematic scenes in games are cool, but I don't think that it should be a goal of game development as a whole to just try and make games more like movies because they're not. They're not mm-hmm. movies. Yeah. So. You know, it's interesting because I know you mentioned before that you're not a big fan of MMOs. And uh, in, in I will say, DC Universe uh, is not probably the no. best example <laughs> of an MMO. It's not the only one I've played either, but it was the last okay. straw for sure. <laughs> uh, it was la- yeah. But one thing that I do, uh, the the ones that I have played, the ones that I've enjoyed, I should say, uh, it's it's because we were creating, like, there's quest, obviously, there's things you have to go on, but it, we were creating the story as yes. a group, as a the clan, and and I think that's why a lot of people like games like Fortnite too. There's no story to Fortnite; it's just things happen, right? But you're creating your own story with your own friends. And in in and I know a lot of times people are saying, "Oh, those games have no story. There's nothing to them." But there is a story. The story is about you know your the the things that you're going through with your group. I mean, when I played, I played this game called Dark Age of Camelot uh, back in college. It was an MMO game, and you know they had side quests. They had quests that we had to go on, and they were fun. But it was the the battles that we had. It was uh, player versus player, and. And it was battles that we had and things that happened in those battles. And I wanted to write a whole fantasy novel about it because it was fantastic. It was awesome. Things that happened 
the interactions that happened in the clan with each other was crazy. Like people would get into big fights about things. I mean, you kind of talk about that too in in the DC yeah. Universe online. Yeah. Uh, but that's that's where the story is driven from. It's not it's not you know the the story that the game wants you to 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 learn about, but it's the story that you have with each other, and it's an interesting twist on storytelling yes, in games. I really love that point. Um, I think that it hits on something that I've suspected um, for a while, which is when people say, oh, that game has no story. A lot of the times, well, I usually try and ask questions when people make an assertion like that. And a lot of the times it seems like what they mean is this game does not have um, highly complex cutscenes like your average AAA. Mm. Therefore, yeah. it doesn't have a story. It doesn't have voice acting, doesn't have drama, it doesn't have you know facial mapping. It doesn't have all these complex, um, highly expensive technologies in it, and so they say it doesn't have a story. But I like the idea of what you're saying there. Is like you're kind of creating your own story, playing with the with your friends. Your experience with the game then becomes the story, right? It's when yeah. it's when that yeah. experience is just you picking mushrooms for seventeen hours. Because you're trying to like <laughs> grind for like yeah, you know exactly. a gold ingot so you can get the ultimate weapon to where that story becomes yeah. something you don't want to experience. But certainly, I mean, I can think of like a game like Hyperlight Drifter does not have anything close to a resemblance to AAA games in terms of how it presents its story. Um, you know, no dialogue um, and all that, no voice acting, sure, um, but it has its own story in its own fashion and it presents it in its own mm -hmm. way. So I think, again, there's a lot of potentiality for um, games to continue to explore how to tell stories with, with what's available uh, with gaming technology. And it's not necessarily that they all have to follow this, you know, you have cutscenes, and the cutscenes tell the story or you have dialogue and the dialogue tells the story. Um, but there's a lot of interesting things that people can do with it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I know a lot of, I mean, I know, I think Mike is not a big fan of Journey, but the game Journey, I mean, I think that's a mm -hmm. good example too, where uh, there's no dialogue. I mean, even your characters that talk to each other, it's just a bunch of bleeps and yeah. whatever, but there is a, there is a story there. There's a shared experience, a shared story that you have. And, and I actually had, a, I mean, I didn't cry, right. but yeah. <laughs> not that I'm against <laughs> crying. I'm just, <laughs> I didn't cry. Uh, <laughs> But I mean, there, at the end, I was like, wow, that was, you know, kind of powerful. I went through this journey with other people and, you know, there's some some parts of that that can be related to yeah. real life. And that's a game that kind of uses its core gameplay to tell its story, right? Because it's kind of about discovery and exploration. And that's actually what you're doing. Um, but by giving you a goal, reach this mountain, um, everything that is in between that, including the world building cutscenes, is part of the narrative that you're crafting as you're playing the game. Yeah. Um, and so I think so that yeah, that's a game that's that's real well done. I finished it and I had like this like quasi religious experience, like just like in yeah. awe of its majesty. Um, but yeah, it's such a it's such a brief example. It's like a candle in a dark cave, and the cave is monumental in size, but. Uh, yeah. yeah, it's one example. Yeah. Cool. Uh, <laughs> we went down a rabbit hole there, didn't we? <laughs> well, thank you for listening to that extra material. And you can always find new episodes of Gamerheads 
right on our website at GamerHeadsPodcast.com or wherever you get your podcast. All right, until next week, we'll see you. Bye-bye.